road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, America's number one Jewish-owned saxophone store. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profession Confession Podcast. This is your host, Gabe Noah, coming from Studio 6 in Northeast Minneapolis, from the Gus Lynch Memorial Podcast Studios. He's my dead friend. Um, anyway, uh, this one is part two of a Shane Moss um, sort of a retrospective, we'll call it. But this is really a, sort of, of an episode of television debut, we'll call it, where we talk about his, uh, his appearance on Conan and some comedy stuff around that. And Shane's an awesome comic. Check out his stuff. Um, he has a Netflix special, I know. Check him out at, at Shane Comedy. His documentary, Psychonautics, uh, is going to debut June 15th at Man's Chinese Theater at 5 p.m., $15 per ticket. You can find the links on all our social media posts. And uh, check out his podcast, the Here We Are podcast. And sorry if there was a baby noise. That's my little baby girl, Lenny, who is helping me, or hurting me, actually, in my podcast career. (laughs) All right. Uh, So enjoy the episode. Um, Tevin and I have a bunch of stuff going in our crew, and uh, we've been talking about it a long time. It's finally getting close to done. We got our Patreon Check that out, even though it's not really finished. But still, if you love us, goddamn, we could use the money. Listen to this baby. See? We need baby food. So uh, please, uh, whatever, donate to that if you can. We have some cool prizes. We're going to add more prizes, whatever. Compensation? I don't know what you call it. But, uh, well, I guess I got to go. Baby's crying. So enjoy the episode. Please, for the love of Christ, uh, share episodes on social media and Give me love personally when you see me. Build me up. Make comments on my appearance. So, uh, positive ones. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. How about this, Shane? As far as, like, okay, so my perspective of you, I don't know if this is right, but it seems like you had success pretty quick and easy. Like, it came yeah. to you, like, like, maybe, whatever, five years in, four no. How long were you for your first? Less than three years. Less in. than three years. I had in? my first Conan. Appearance. That's right on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you? What so an asshole! Really. As far what as for stand up, I just thought like there was a period of time when I was just like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna be the biggest stand up comedian that there is. I mean, that's like how it's going. Did you and, want that to happen? Uh, I, and, uh, I mean, I was just like, yeah, you know, this is how it goes. Okay. Uh, and and like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's working out. Right. (laughs) You were chosen. And then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, things like plateaued for a while. I'm not sure that they necessarily dipped. Maybe they did. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little tough to say because I I started, I just just started going a different direction. I just kind of got, um, I, I used to do absurdist stuff, but I also, 
I also liked kind of pushing the boundaries a little or, bit. Yeah. Um, in terms of like like I I started liking doing like more abortion jokes and religion jokes and that sort of thing. And uh, and it was uh, I just got bored with that. I just like at the time when I started. Louis C.K. was nowhere near a household name. Right. Uh, Anthony Jesselneck didn't catch any breaks until after me. Yeah. Um, Doug Stanhope had burnt every bridge in the business, and uh, and so I was like, oh, maybe I'm like doing something. Like, yeah, no one, it no felt one knew original. Who Daniel Tosh was at the time. He had one album out. Um, and so I was it like, was yeah, maybe I'm like doing a yeah, 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 like, and then. And then, like you know, a few years in, those guys really started blowing up, and I was like, "Well, they're they're kind of covering that, and they're doing it better than I can," and uh, and so I kind of started reevaluating what I was doing. And how about as far as when you started to get something that early, just starting off? As you look at it now, do you like the set? Or is it like impossible? My material to see? from back then. Yeah, so yeah, from that first Conan set because that's what you got, right? I mean, sometimes Conan? I'm like, I wonder if I can still write jokes like that. Yeah. Because fuck, some of those jokes were really good. Right. And uh, and then some of the stuff too, I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of like a little cheesy or like I like that wasn't like. Right. Some of the stuff now oh. I'm doing is a much higher skill level in terms of. Uh, yeah, but three years in, that is so, just to put it in perspective for the audience, like that's just, you know, I think most comics would not want to be of. seen. Yeah, it's, it's I, I mean, whole, just. It's a whole other level. I mean, he, like, I've always said that about changes. Like, he's on another fucking level as far as, like, how quickly he's been able to do things. Oh, like, that's that's crazy yeah. fast. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want, so I started late. I didn't start till I was 28 because of uh, drug issues, we'll call it. And I feel like after three years, I was getting there but i was an older man when i start you know who you are a little bit and all that stuff how old were you um i started when i was 24 so i caught breaks when i was 26 right and right then, uh, and then yeah i mean at this point i feel like a very like uh haggard old veteran yeah, yeah. because i because i i mean i've been a full-time headliner for 11 years now right which is like I mean, mo- most people are at it for like 11 years before they even start headlining a little bit. And I was full time headlining like three out of four weeks, do, like right away. Do you because uh, this is something I've talked about on the show before. But if I would have got um, a late night spot when I was like six years in or five years in, how my brain would be would be completely different. Because at that point, I thought I was just fucking, you know, it was preordained that I was going to be something. And then if that would have happened to get validated it's like you would be the person who says all the time like oh i just knew it was going to happen for me from day one (laughs) and i could have the exact same skill set but now i look at it as more you know i'm just a little more like defeatist as a person were you what was your mentality towards it were you excited to go on television were you i don't know did you love performing in that way um yeah i mean i had so when i I had always wanted to be a comedian since I was young. So, I mean, one of the advantages that I had was I was, like, scribbling down joke notes for years mm-hmm. before I ever tried. And then, um, so that was a big boost. So I needed to kind of work on my delivery was the big thing. I was terrified to get on stage. Um, and I kind of figured it out enough to get by uh, within, like, two months. My jokes were good enough to carry me. 
And um, where did you start? In Boston. Okay. And then, uh, and so, so at first I was like, oh, this is much harder than I thought it was going to be. And then two months later, like everyone in Boston started like singing my praises as I was this new guy that was like going to blow up. And so I was just like, huh, maybe they're right. And then yeah, like, yeah. things started blowing up for me a little bit. And I got in like. What the, was the first break? Boston Comedy Festival in 2006. I okay. started in 2004. Uh, yeah. So, and I had uh, I had, like made a mistake. I I made it to the finals. Like not only, not only did I like perform in the in the rounds and like, um, you know, like now they're tabulating the votes and mercy. Like I was just like, oh well, I just won that, so I'll just like go up and like I don't need to wait to hear my name. I definitely won. Were you likable and then? I, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I no, was. no. I actually think I know. Of you it, I know it way. sounds. No. I know it sounds like super arrogant, but it's just like I get you it. You know, I no. I, and and there was things that I definitely wasn't good at, like hosting shows. I was terrible at. It's funny because people still like liked my stuff, so they bumped me up to featuring right away. So I never had to host. I'm still to this day not very good at hosting, and um, it's hard. I think it's you have a, a certain type of sucks. personality. Yeah. yeah, if you're not a rah rah guy, it's hard yeah, to. Yeah, do I'm it. not a cheerleader. Yeah, I mean, some of the funniest people, like Dave Wade, is somebody that we're both really good friends with. And Dave, like, you watch Dave try to host a show, and he's one of the funniest people I've ever seen. I have to believe about Dave's name. Yeah, <laughs> but like, you watch. I, I mean, hosting is just such a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. I had taken I had taken notes when I got to the finals of this Boston Comedy Festival. Like there was industry there, and that's when I was like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." And like I'm meeting these industry, they weren't. They're like bullshit. But there there was there was the one of the guys from the Montreal Comedy Festival there. But some other idiots that didn't know what was going on told me that like I should try to be clean if I can because they're like recording it and if it was more clean material they'd be able to use it for more purposes all this bullshit and so I did that and I was also like um, I, I changed up a lot of what I was doing and I didn't do that well in the finals and then uh, but I took that mentality into so the my my main thing that broke me was this U.S. Comedy Arts Festival ran by HBO that at the that time was this one. really big deal. It mm -hmm. doesn't exist anymore. I was in the last year of it. And so I just had this, like, I don't give a fuck attitude at that one because I cared during that Boston Comedy uh, and Festival final. Well. And, uh, and and so, so yeah, and I, and I just, like, uh, really destroyed that. Play. And there's, like, people that were... Like, it's funny now because it's like all these people that I won this award over are just like millionaires. Uh -huh. <laughs> like like yeah. uh, John Mulaney, yeah. um, like TJ Miller. Um, yes, millionaire. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, who who else was... Um, Canaan uh, was he that man. year? Canaan uh, was that yeah, year. I don't know if he's, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow, he's pretty up close. There. Yeah, yeah. He's doing better than me. Um, and uh, God, there's all these uh, all these people like that 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 uh have since like blown up um but and and then and then me and kirk fox the two guys that yeah. won this award are like you're doing fine, oh, that's a but, good yeah. that's all good company all the way though yeah. i love kirk fox uh, me too yeah, he's really kirk funny yeah. yeah yeah what and, what uh were you a clutch performer like i mean yeah i mean i, mean, I know you were in stand-up but in your life before that were you the type of person who wants oh, the pressure? No. Okay. No. no. 
No. So like, I hated the, if my parents were like at a baseball game or something like that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was the opposite. You played, you played baseball? Yeah, not well. I mean, I wasn't like. <laughs> He's got yeah, long arms. I wasn't could, very good. Could... I mean, I was, I was fine enough at every sport. I was yeah. like fine enough at basketball, fine enough at baseball. Did he play baseball I, I on uh, Conan, Steve? Or? Yeah. Did I play baseball? Uh, <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I I got uh, you know I I got like my pick of these top like management and agent. I didn't really know what any of this stuff meant uh, at the time, and. Then uh, a couple weeks later or a month later or whatever, my agent was like, the Conan people want to talk to you. And I called them. I was on a bus at the time. Uh, I was like getting off of a bus. And they're like, can you, uh, do you have like a video online or something like that that you can send us? And I was like, no. And then they're like, can you email us like what a set would be? And I was like, I'm not going to be by a computer for a week or so. Can I? <laughs> Because this this was like two thousand and seven, as a person, I, and then and then they're like, "Well, can you just like do your set that you would do like over the phone?" And I was like, well, "Okay," and then I did my. <laughs> I love that you picked what? that over over, set, right. over like, sending a tape. So you just nonchalantly did your your set to and the Conan people in Chinatown like in a, New York. A thought in your head, you're like, "Oh, I'll go to a club and I'll tape a set and I'll send it to you." You were just like, oh, like "I don't have that," so I don't know why you guys are talking to me. Yeah, this is like you send a DVD and stuff. Like that, they oh, were yeah. they were like, you know, I would have gotten on the tape, but they were like, there's a sense of urgency oh, or whatever, okay. and so I did this, um, you know, I performed my Conan set in in uh, in Chinatown, and then they're like, Over all the right, phone. that was good enough, and how would of you course. like to be on the show next Monday? Wait, you you told your set. Into a phone to two people to two people yeah and I was and like, they were like I was like yeah I, that's good I was like so at that part like I usually get like a lot of applause <laughs> <laughs> were you saying that shit out yeah of yeah you, yeah out yeah of the roof, though or were you like, no I was like I was just explaining to them the, how the timing of the joke works <laughs> you know I was like I'm still so that right part people get really uncomfortable yeah yeah and then I, I was like <laughs> explaining to them how the joke works with an audience. Um, and, uh, maybe I don't have, yeah. have that type of personality, but it's hard for me to, I didn't understand. Uh, like, like, like I, I could was... do that as a, being a, being a dick or being cheeky, yeah. whatever, but not. No, I wasn't being a dick. I, I mean, I, I would say I'm a, like a pretty, uh, I certainly was a shy person. I'm not sure that I am anymore. Okay. Um, I think I can be, but, uh, I'd say I was a shy person that, I mean, it's part of what I was, uh, why I drank so much, but it's just like, I, I just spent, you know, most of my life just planning for this, you know, okay. putting, I, putting the work in. Do you think Shane, it was an advantage to be that young to do your first, I mean, in any way, just cause. You yeah. Don't... I mean, I think people were really excited because I was so new to it and I yeah. was like blowing up so fast and they, and the Conan people gave me another set like three months later. That was even, that was crazy too. I sent them a DVD and they called me and then they're like, the DVD didn't work that way. It was like, it cut out like two minutes or three minutes in or something like that. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll just send you another one. They're like, well, we liked what we saw. So do you want to be on again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> next and, I, and I went, I mean, it took me a year and a half of going back and forth and sending sets and like, well, we want you to change this joke. Yeah. And I mean, that's what it's like. He's telling them it over the fucking phone and they're like, yeah, it's fine. 
it's just a different it's a different thing like now 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 i know what it's like to like have to work for something and yeah. face a lot of rejection yeah. i didn't know at the time and like i i mean i was i was in like uh I was in like major studios like my my management like made me come to LA and I'd go in like all these major studios and they're like so do you have like a TV show for us and I was like no I'm not really interested in, in yeah. that and they're like, well, what do you like? Wa- what do you like watching? And I was like, I don't really like TV. I think it's kind of like a waste of time. And I was like telling people that, right? And, uh, and they're just like, like it's all right. their livelihoods. <laughs> yeah. Made a lot of friends. <laughs> and, and so they're like, okay, well, nice to meet you. Like, I just wanted to be a stand-up comedian. That was it. And I was really hard-headed about it for a very, very long time. Actually, until until like. Five years ago was when I started thinking about me. That's how I got into doing uh, all the science stuff. It was like, I was like, well, what kind of a TV show would I make if I had to make a fucking TV show, which I have no interest in doing, but like just to get my management off my ass. And, uh, and like, um, was it science hard? and psychology and stuff was the only thing that I was really interested in pursuing and, and, as some sort of topic like that so so the first time that you got rejection did your brain even let you see it or were you um, just like what the it just fuck happened is really this? slowly it just what like, do you mean no right <laughs> I, huh yeah because i mean i got um, are you gonna give me something as a <laughs> apology <laughs> you know i think that i had uh i had after during the Boston at the same time I had applied for the Aspen Festival I had also applied for Comedy Central Live at Gotham and they didn't give it to me and then I and I was like well that's that's weird like I was right. this fucking is the shittiest show <laughs> and I'm not and like but I was like yeah I understood that I still knew and these are big breaks and everything but I was you know other other people in Boston um, got got one and i thought that i my stuff was better frankly and and uh and so then after i got this award uh they kind of like like oh sorry about that we'll give you one next year and i was like oh sorry and and then i was i was starting to come home for you now i was like like, uh, and then i was like well i want i want like a comedy central presents and a and the same year as my Gotham, of course. And then, well, you and know, then hey, you got to ask. You know? <laughs> and so, and then they were like unsure. And then, and I, I got like so shit faced wrecked the night before my Gotham, and then people were like calling around, like worried about me and stuff. I was just like getting a massage, and they were like trying to get a hold of me. And so, like I strolled in my live at gotham and i just absolutely fucking crushed it like of course you did and uh and are then, you trying to get people to hate you and then uh <laughs> and then they're like oh sorry that we didn't give you the presents this year we should have we didn't know you're gonna like so then they gave me the presents the following year and then i fucking knocked that out of the park too and then i was like and that was that's all that I wanted out of life. All I wanted was a Comedy Central presents, and that was that was good. And I didn't I didn't know I was going to get it as fast as I did. Um, and then afterwards, I remember after I got I had like a after party lined up, 
you know, my dream just came true. I had this amazing set. I crushed it. I couldn't have done any better. <laughs> it's amazing set. <laughs> I couldn't have done any better. It was incredible. It still is never like used a this, good these set. Words and uh, my comedy. And uh, and then afterwards, I just remember being like, "Well, now what? You know, I don't, I don't know." Yeah. And then I just kind of like lost interest in life. Uh, well, and, when it's that easy for you, right. you know. <laughs> when, you, when, you climb, when you climb to the top of Everest, it's like, what's left to do now? Uh, Mount Nowhere. Well, he is Mount Everest. And, he's, uh, <laughs> right. and then, uh, and then, like, you know, a uh, lot of, like, just drinking. It, it, I mean, uh, then the plan was, like, I'll just travel as much as I can, you know, internationally and whatnot. And, uh, and then I just like kind of kicked up my feet a little too much. And, um, I remember I kind of, I kind of put together an hour uh, cause I was like, oh, I guess I'll do an hour. Like I didn't care that much. Like I was really, really driven. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped having that drive. Uh, and then I remember, uh, like I put together an hour to like submit. And I remember doing it for the Comedy Central people. I remember afterwards being like, I didn't like that. That wasn't that wasn't good. Like I wasn't. It was just like stupid jokes. It was like there's nothing interesting yeah. about it. Um, and uh, and then it just kind of. That's when I started uh, reassessing things and panicking a little bit. And then my work started drying up a little bit as well because, I mean, it goes away. As fast as it comes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. What did your work ethic look like when you were in those first three, you know, when you're getting that first spot? Were you the kind of guy who was writing every day? Like you sit for two hours, for four hours and write like what? Yeah, at least. Yeah. I, I mean, I would I would write down like I would, my jokes were like, um, like very, like I would, I would figure out like new formulas and it was like, it really was like a math problem to yeah. me. And then it was, I would. I would time my jokes. I would figure out like how many laughs per minute there were. Oh, really? I would figure out if there was like 10 seconds between a laugh or whatever, I'd figure out, I'd change a word, use a shorter word. And I was like, yeah, I was a machine. So now like after time, I, I, I feel like social media ruined everything for me because after I was an exceptionally prolific writer. And then after social media, just like the stuff stopped marinating in my head. I just like put it out there. And yeah. Like, I'm done with that idea. And I, I wouldn't work on it, so I'd put out this half-baked. I, I still do sometimes. Yeah. I put out this half-baked idea, and then not. Whereas I used to like labor over my jokes and get them just right. You take and, a month uh, writing it and going yeah. up on stage and doing that. I, yeah. I agree. I think that's a really. Uh, are you? I'd, are I'd you, like quit posting that. Sorry. One. Are you Go still? Ahead formulated like that with your writing now or is it because i don't feel like no. i see that now I no like no more, i'm, like, I'm long... much more casual yeah but i think it's better in a way it's, it's more layered in a mm. sense like you're building bigger bits now it's not a uh setup punch yeah punch do you still punch. write in the like... same way where you i guess are as disciplined and do you analyze the last per minute in this same kind of thing no not at all no, right. not at all. Yeah. I haven't I haven't counted laughs per minute in a long time. Another thing that is different from then I used to uh I used to watch stand-up comedy constantly. I especially liked bad stand-up comedy. I'd like mm-hmm. to see what they were doing wrong. Um because a lot of times people would be like really close to being on to something, but they were just like missing something and so I'd figure out what they were missing and apply it to like what I could change in my act. And um and I I had watched every single Comedy Central stand up anything that existed 
um, up until my presents in 2009, I'd seen every single stand-up thing that ever existed on Comedy Central. I'd, I'd set my DVR, I'd, and m often multiple, multiple times. I, mm -hmm. I watched stand-up for a few hours a day. I would write for several hours a day, even when I was working, uh, like regular jobs. And, um, and uh, like I, a fucking and dork. I had, I had, uh, yeah, it kind of was, <laughs> but it's good. Um, I mean, and I mean, I've always, I was always kind of a dork. My old, that, I mean, that's why I was like, once I like figured out stand up, it was the one thing. thing in my life yeah. that I was like, oh, I know how to do this. You're the first guy who I've seen, like, like I've always had. I don't know, Steve, if you think this too, but I've, I've always had a silent prejudice against the guys who, who are that analytic, you know, that analytical about comedy because I always go like, that's not what's. Fun. And you're the first guy who I've seen who does that, who I think is really funny. Yeah. Who is who is influencing you back then? I mean, was there anybody like any particular comics back then that were like, oh, this is really like there is in terms of people that I really liked at that time, like uh, Galifianakis had uh, yeah, had the first was, like half hour, yeah, uh, like good. no one knew who he was, yeah. and it was amazing. Dane Cook had his half hour before, like he was a he was a big deal and mm -hmm. all that. His first like half hour presents or whatever was really good when i first heard uh, when i heard tasha's first album i was like holy shit like his opening bit on his first album is absolutely brilliant i had never i don't know it, it it's what's the bit he is he is talks about how um he talks about how uh uh, life is what you make it and make it good and he's like I'm I'm in Hawaii next week and and um, he's like you know how about that Orange County already you know toshing it up like making mm -hmm. fun of and then he's like I, I'm uh, I'm not actually in in Hawaii I'm in uh, I, I'm in um, uh, Tulsa Oklahoma or you know whatever and 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 uh, uh, but you know, like it doesn't matter. Get off the plane, fly, uh, throw uh, flowers around, or whatever. Say aloha, mother. All this, mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then he's like, I was, I was, uh, um, took my girlfriend to Rome recently, and and she was like, Rome looks a lot like Des Moines, Iowa, and I was like, shut up, Anna Kornikova, and 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 she was like, stop calling me Anna Kornikova. I'm like, no one talks to the Rock like that, bitch. <laughs> Which is funny because I don't even have a girlfriend. That's just some lady on a bus didn't smell what <laughs> what the Rock was cooking. Now she has a knot on her forehead from the people's elbow. <laughs> It was like just an amazing, really well layered, really yeah. well structured, uh, brilliant joke delivered very, very well by by someone who was at the top of their game, and it was so. So there's uh, yeah, there there's been things like that that have resonated with me. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. you know. How about it, how about um, in terms of you know, I was just um, to me one of the hardest things in comedy is to go places where you're not known where you go and like ask for stage time or like you know try to get yourself on a like i never want to go somewhere and go through the like i just want people to go like oh hey gabe's in town let's uh, get him a spot let's all band together and get him spots or yeah. whatever are you good at that part of it like calling you know cold calling um uh, I can just like get on, <laughs> anywhere sure, that well, I want but to. but now when you're three years in, 
or two years in, or was that happening? Like starting right out. Away? That's uh, what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I I got I was in Boston and I was uh, I was like, you know, um, I I remember getting my Conan spot and I was frustrated that they weren't headlining me in Boston. Oh uh, yeah. And, and uh, but I was I was working the road and I was working like some of the best clubs and everything. Right. And um, but there's usually at least I mean I'm not you you clearly didn't have to take this path. I'm just saying usually people will um, find other agents. They're, you know they're always climbing in some degree. So usually you have to find yeah, some place or even like because you grew up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, I mean when I so when you when first I'm, moved to Boston, like was there that initial Figuring out the scene. Oh, I had scenario. no fucking idea what I was doing. I looked in the I looked in the yellow pages under comedy clubs. Yeah, yeah. I started calling comedy clubs. Uh, for those of you at home, yellow pages are this book of things that used to have all these numbers in it. And uh, and I called them and I was like, I, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. How do I do that? Right. And I'm I, ready I was, to start now. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, one one comedy club owner, Rick Jenkins of the Comedy Studio happened to live by me and like dropped off this little like intro packet thing that he had for newbies and and uh and then i eventually found i took a class uh as well early on and that helped a lot too i had uh i had someone kind of mentoring me a little bit which which helped did Um, you have stage fright when you started terrible terrible Yeah, Yeah. yeah absolutely awful yeah i still sometimes do not not like right now but when i'm Sometimes when I'm yeah. transitioning. How about before taking, like big spot, like your first Conan, for instance? Do you remember no. standing behind the curtain? Were you excited? Were you? Yeah, I remember uh, just kind of feeling like in the zone. Like things just seemed to be clicking into place for yeah, me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is just how it goes. Right. It felt uh, preordained. But um, my second one, I was nervous. It was a little crazy because they, they had approved the material. Like they only got half that DVD. And so I had to do a set for them the night before for them to approve, but I threw an extra material for them to uh, for them to pick from, and then they ended up liking some of that extra material more than the two minutes or three minutes that they had seen and already approved. And so they selected something, and then I had like never told the jokes in this way and in this order in which they were they were telling me to do it and so i like had to i had to write transitions and i had to like write and so i i like did a new joke uh like i'd never told before right on, on conan, conan. Uh, yeah yeah my second conan <laughs> appearance yeah i mean i was it's funny because i was just like really busy so i was, and i was like fed up with the industry so people started like reaching out to me for stuff and i was just saying no uh, to everyone that reached out to me, I was like, no, I'm not interested. And so I ended up getting like some pretty awesome, like I have a development deal in the works that I'm pretty excited about because I told with a, with a huge studio, uh, and that's because I told them no like three times in a row without even listening no, to what it was. And then deals. I was finally like, I went in and I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. Yeah. Um. But so so then I was like, well, maybe I'm being 
too close-minded again yeah. and maybe i should and so then since i've been like seeking stuff again yeah then it's then like it's go, all fucking goes <laughs> yeah, away it's, it's just it's so a, fucking it's a, crazy how it, that is it really like, is if you are going to them it's an automatic no and then when you when you start saying no then they're like well why is he saying no he must be something's going on we gotta we gotta have that he doesn't want us we need it like, but. I also don't, you know, with my documentary, they kind of wanted to call it, like, this is your Shane on drugs, or they wanted, uh, like, right now, they want, like, my face in the poster of it, and I've been, like, very reluctant about any of that. I've I've been pushing back pretty hard about those types of things, so I'm... Why I'm, is that? I'm a little bit... Uh, uh, because I don't think it's like about me necessarily. I mean, I'm in it and I'm like the center of it, I guess, but I think it's more about the, the message of the research that's going on in the psychedelic I, community and that sort of thing. And, uh, and so I definitely get like, uh, um, shy and like sheepish in that, in that way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've known you for a while and like you are, I remember when I first met you at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival and like it surprised me how introverted because at that point at Bridgetown at that point you had done all these things and you had you know you were kind of this bright star and everybody every comic knew who you were but then you would see you at the festival and you'd just be like in the corner like by yourself yeah. just kind of like not talking to anybody and I even remember when you came up to me to introduce yourself you like sheepishly tapped me on the shoulder and like hey you know and i turned around and you're like you're just like kind of handing me edibles like you want to eat them with me like it's just <laughs> like i'm like this guy's not like coming across as like a big star he's coming very much an introverted person who's shy yeah. and like maybe even insecure about himself in some ways and uh it was really fascinating to see that it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. What? I mean, to see somebody, that, but that's also can turn it on on a big level of a big stage and like become this person that's bigger. Yeah, than life. I feel way more comfortable on stage than yeah. I do in regular life. For sure. Yes, I th- I bet most comics do. Well, whatever, maybe not. But do you? Were you that earnest when you were three years in, two years in? Like, I mean, as far as like saying you were, you were good, or I did a really good set, or you know, I hit it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I. Do you tell that to Conan when he shook uh, your hand? Uh, no. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, C man, out of the park again. No, I, <laughs> I was, I was definitely like very intimidated meeting Conan. What did he and, say to you? I don't remember. Okay, you don't recall. No, I re- I remember my second one. I had printed out there's these stills of us sitting on the desk together, and I had printed out these you know eight by tens of these stills, and I brought them in for him to sign, and I like sheepishly asked him afterwards if he had signed them, and I remember he came back to sign them, and my I had a bunch of friends backstage, and he like hung out with us and talked with me and my friends for like forty five minutes. No shit. And I know that oh, I. Uh, yeah, I, I know that I didn't like hear a single word that he said because yeah. the whole time I was like, holy fuck, what the fuck is going on? Like Conan O'Brien is talking yeah. to me and my friends right now. Like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't hear. I didn't hear a single word. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, you, uh, do you remember it? Like your first set? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started with a, uh, a joke um, that that is... Uh, the intention is to bomb um, and alienate the audience. 
um and uh and then recover from it yeah so yeah it you know you're like three that. years in you're already just playing with no, those I numbers <laughs> yeah yeah why not why not we're gonna just uh, manipulate the audience three sure. years in why not <laughs> and oh. so so yeah that's my first joke on conan was me intentionally bombing okay uh, and uh and that's i mean that's part of like people really respected that yeah uh, i did that and then you know some of the material in the middle was like a little cutesy sure and then uh and then there's just like kind of well-structured jokes at the end it's just a you know i look back at it now and i'm like i don't really uh, care about jokes about strip right. clubs or whatever you know i was just a younger person then and uh and and not that i i still have dick jokes in my act and whatnot but um Never just lose. They're that. elaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, when it was done? Well, okay. So this is, I think most most comics can relate to this. Maybe when you're doing well, I'd imagine you're in the moment. When you were doing your Conan set, were you locked into the jokes, or were you doing that where your mind is thinking another thing while you're doing these rehearsed bits? Well, the problem with uh, late night is it's very like contrived, right? And, and there's a whole camera crew between you and the audience, yeah. so that's really strange. And then the audience isn't there for stand up. Um, it's the most unnatural they, they would, set of your life. Yeah, they would kind of prefer to see a band, I think. Um, <laughs> and they are uh, often like maybe not even like huge fans of the late night show just more like Tourists. oh well you know <laughs> go and see how hollywood works yeah. and you know and they're uh you're looking up at them and they're um you know they're usually good audiences but you're looking up at them and they're not even looking at you a lot of times they're looking at the monitors yeah. they're looking at the film crew because this is their chance to see behind the scenes of how the stuff works they're looking over at conan or the host to see what their reaction to your material is and so you're performing to a crowd of people that isn't looking at you yeah. but like still like laughing at your jokes and say so it's a it's a strange um feeling so there's a lot of uh for me there's a lot of like do i look at the camera or yeah do i like breeze by it when i that that's the hardest thing for me is is figuring out to where, keep that focus where to look it. yeah 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 how about um oh uh i had a netflix special called mating season i didn't really like that very much and it was my first hour special really yeah, it was my first time trying to do a themed thing, and a lot of things went wrong. Um, there was a, not only did I kind of plan it out wrong, and I took some too much advice like right before the taping, um, and I didn't really stick to my guns. I tried too hard to make it overly accessible, which kind of watered it down. Um, what's the bad advice I, that you got? Like what? Like what's an just, example? Just in terms like of that. some material. Yeah. Uh, okay. Th like you should do this really funny drink drinking joke in it. And I was like, well, but it doesn't have to do with the theme, and so okay. I like crowbarred it in, and and, um, and then they're like. They, the production company did a really bad job of getting an audience in. And the night that I was doing it, there was like a, a, a protest going on outside because they didn't use union labor. And so there's Jesus. protesters keeping people from coming in to see my taping. And that like really wow. fucked with my head. There was a giant like 60 foot inflatable rat 
uh, that these like protesters set up outside of my fucking uh, really? taping for my hour special, and uh, and and they they also we had already picked out the wardrobe and everything else, and I walked out there with the wardrobe and there and you know had apparently color coordinated the background to fit my <laughs> wardrobe. Then they said, no, that shirt's no good. So my girlfriend, uh, who really liked dolling me up quite a bit at the time, ran out. Got me uh, some shirts that I like wasn't comfortable wearing, and and then it that was like the, in the audience, yeah, the, that if you're not a fashionable head, guy. Yeah. Like I the, wear I wear the same thing on stage all the time. Like yeah, and I was like also the gold suit. I didn't <laughs> like I so I that was like my girlfriend at the time pushed me into like this phase of like wearing a, like really dressy clothes and stuff like that and i saw you in that phase god damn now you that got you say that up. you got really hot there for a while yeah no, really i didn't hot. i was a little too sexy for, <laughs> for a minute there it's and, hard for people to laugh when you're that like yeah. good and good looking too yeah. yeah yeah it was a bit much yeah it was too much for people well let's uh i say we listen to this sucker and then uh Hopefully he'll break down in some way or <laughs> no, I'm kidding and then we'll 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 wrap it up. See what happens. I'm I'll stare at him, Kevin. We're back everybody, my next guest will be performing at Governor's oh, yeah. Comedy Club in Long Island on June twenty second and twenty third. And he was just named best stand up at the US Comedy Arts Festival. Please welcome the very funny Shane Moss. <laughs> Actually, I had a great idea the other day. I uh, think I'm going to be rich. It's, uh, it's actually it's for a bumper sticker. It just says on it, I am a child molester. <laughs> so a lot of those. <laughs> no. Oh, you know what? Maybe I should explain. I'm sorry. Uh, bumper sticker. Uh, you don't put it on your car. That'd be stupid. Was pretty there big any applause panic? break for a first joke. No, that was you know, great. It's not bad. Was yeah. it? Uh, no, um, let's keep watching. Was there any moment in there <laughs> where you panicked in that break? You know, like you. Oh, that like, joke is always scary. Sometimes people would yell. Stop it! Like right. in the middle of the yeah. setup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I do like I like those kind of jokes, and every now and then I'll go like, "Oh man, I maybe like you know got too brave." So that's great. Yeah, Holy that shit! Happens. You look like a child. Yeah, I was a child. You were. Oh yeah, I'm uh, from Wisconsin originally, and uh, stop. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I hated cheap applause where, uh, back then. So got, me and all my coworkers, we basically got paid just to get drunk all day long. It was called roofing. Uh, yeah. First, get a job like that. One of the first questions I ask you is, "Are you afraid of heights?" Which I responded, "No, because I'm not afraid of heights." But I think what they should have asked is, um. Are you afraid of carrying a hundred pounds of shingles three stories up an icy ladder while drunk? <laughs> because hell yes. <laughs> Tend to get a lot of drunken injuries. Once I was just hammered, I was out of my mind and I, uh, actually I popped a zit. That turned out to be my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't like that's that joke, man. That's a really do dumb that. joke. This is like one of the Biggest first problem. we've had on this show where his voice is not like you know almost everyone has the first two minutes where they're where their voice is a little up or they're you know like because your heart's yeah. racing so voice is higher and a little oh, bit no. fast paced you're really like sticking I was really uh, on top of it. It's good, yeah. I'll call I used to practice in the mirror. I have a hard mirror. time telling the difference between when I'm drunk and when I'm wasted. So you practice those hand movements like <laughs> Kind of got to look for clues. <laughs> like when I'm drunk and riding a bike, I might fall over. Yeah. And when I'm wasted, I'll still be pedaling. <laughs> so even like I look at this and I'll, I'll hear myself saying, you know, but saying it so quietly that it's like a distracting like, you yeah. Like and people don't know what I'm saying, so like yeah. I'll notice like little things like that yeah. when I watch myself back. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a small world. I ran into one of my old grade school teachers recently. He's actually living in the streets now. This is so uncomfortable for me to watch. Thank like, God. Can yes. I get some change from you? It's like, well, you can. <laughs> I think what you mean is, may I? And no, you may not. That was uh, my grandma's favorite joke. Should have gave me that bathroom pass. <laughs> Hang on, what, one no, more time. I, uh, I have never so, and it still doesn't even occur. It, I don't know. It's very strange to me because your delivery is really original. Like especially as I hear it now and stuff like. But in the beginnings, I now hear a little twinge of, you know, like normal stand-up comedy kind of like tones and pacing but yeah. your voice is so you and original that it's like you like hide it really well like your early stuff doesn't seem as green as a lot of people's because yeah, of his yeah. voice in I a mean, sense you can, like you can tell the Stephen right yeah yeah i mean sure. it's it's really it's really interesting like i just, just met my girlfriend maggie <laughs> we were uh we were in a bar we we're pretty drunk uh -huh. oh, I like one point she joke. actually started talking dirty to me but uh, I'm not real good with women. I didn't realize she was talking dirty. Yeah. She was like, you wouldn't even know what to do with me. I was like, damn, how did she know that? <laughs> it's a little deceiving because she actually has kind of a pessimistic attitude in the bedroom, you know? The vagina is always half empty. That's my grandma's <laughs> least favorite joke, and she left her church after I did that joke. Really? I can't believe how fucking comfortable and composed he is for that. Boy, for real, it's impressive. Try to be a bit it's more almost like you didn't know myself. Any I'm like, hey, those things you know are half mean? full. <laughs> oh, shouldn't have laughed at the first one. Uh. <laughs> yeah. She, um, she doesn't let me, uh, you know, do anything with her when uh, she gets her monthly visitor, you know? It's like she closes up shop. Great thing is the week before, it's like a going out of business sale. I'm crazy Maggie and I'm giving it away! I was not very animated back then. I, uh, uh, I told her I, uh, I wanted to go to a strip club, and uh, 
said this to me. She goes, what do you want to go to a strip club for? I'll strip for you. It's like, how great is that, huh? I guess I'll just tell my friends to come over here. <laughs> Thank you very much, That's everybody. a that's a solid joke. I, I I tell that to like when I get pulled over by cops and they're like, "Tell me a joke." And I'm like, "Well, not have to because like a cop is yeah ordering me to tell them a joke. That's the joke that I tell, and they like it. Yeah, that's cops love that joke. All right, that is the end. Boy, I'm fucking sick of Shane Moss at this point. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's great, uh, super funny guy. Absolutely go see him. Check out his Netflix special, his documentary, Psychonautics, is, which debuts this June 15th at 5 p.m. Man's Chinese Theater, bitch. Get some. $15 a ticket. We'll have the links up. Check out his podcast, Here We Are Podcast, but don't abandon this podcast for that podcast. You can listen to multiple. Jesus. If you have room for three... Check out Under Our Covers, Steve Gillespie. Everyone's got a goddamn podcast. I thought I was... <sighs> I don't even know if I have the energy to go out wilding tonight <laughs> anymore. Me and Tevin are going out wilding because we're so excited about all the uh, improvements. We're going to start posting pictures of our getting finished studio. We have some artwork made for us. We've been painted, so we love... If any listeners want to send stuff in, that's always fun. We have plenty of room to display. But... Uh, we love you all. Thank you. Goodbye.